special series of podcasts from KPMG's Management Consultant Group. My name is Stan Lepeak. I manage the podcast program and also head up market research for the global KPMG Management Consultant Group. What we're going to be talking about today in this series of podcasts was recorded shortly after the changeover in the United States presidential administration is the impact of the new administration and some of its proposed policies on the use of third-party services. During any governmental shift, there's a lot of proposed legislation, and it's very important that organizations reflect upon that and do their advanced planning and due diligence to address what are the potential ramifications. Although I would say at this point, it's still very early in the U.S. administration. But what I wanted to talk about in these podcasts with David Brown, who's the global lead of KPMG's Shared Services and Outsourcing Advisory Group, is what are things that organizations should be doing to prepare to respond respond to and be aware of potential changes to immigration policies, the use of onshore and offshore shared services and outsourcing, and what that might mean in terms of either accelerating or taking a holding pattern or pulling back on investments into process automation and digital labor. Thank you for joining us for this series, and certainly stay tuned. There's a lot of news still to come on these topics. And I'm pleased to have with us again here today, Mr. David Brown. David is a principal in the U.S. firm. He leads the U.S. Shared Services and Outsourcing Advisory Practice and also heads up the Global Shared Services and Outsourcing Center of Excellence. Dave, thanks for joining us here again today on Advice Worth Keeping. A very interesting topic today, and it's what's going on in the U.S., in particular, but also some of this relates to trends that are also happening in Europe and other parts of the world relative to new changes potentially that are occurring and to the impact of the new administration on the use of third-party services and the use of offshore services. In this podcast, what we wanted to talk a little bit about is what should organizations that are using offshore shared services centers be aware of, think about, consider when it comes to what we're hearing coming out of the new administration around the use of offshore labor. There's multiple dimensions here. There's issues relative to are you going to be taxed if you take work offshore? If you already have work offshore, are you going to be taxed? going to be some different incentives or disincentives to use offshore labor. Are there going to be incentives to bring work back on shore? I think what we'd like to do to start out with, first we'll talk about shared services, and then a subsequent podcast we'll talk about the use of outsourcing. But we'd like to provide a little insight from our perspective, recognizing that it's a very fluid situation. Situations. What are some of the basic fundamental things we think organizations should be doing relative to preparing themselves and thinking about their medium term relative to, in this case, the use of shared services? Dave, we've talked about this extensively. What are some of the key things our listeners should be aware of as they kind of navigate the very turbulent waters we have in the environment right now relative to putting work someplace else? And again, to clarify, we're talking here about services work not blue-collar manufacturing work, which is a whole separate big discussion. Well, thanks, Dan. We're talking about the impact that potential Trump administration will have on shared services, and specifically where companies have set up captive offices in offshore locations. And for me, there's things that we should be aware of. And I did like your comment, though, Stan, that by the time the podcast is released, we'll have a few more tweets and social media responses to it that'll also heighten the awareness of some of these. But the first one is reform on immigration. 
And what does that really mean? And what is it that's actually going to come into play? So specifically, limitations on bringing foreign labor into the U.S. market under H-1B visas. So we know that there's a potential of restrictions of those visas. We also know that there's going to be a rise in the minimum salary requirement for those H-1B visas. And that has a dramatic impact for organizations that are trying to set up shared service centers that require those types of skills. So I think you're going to see an immediate impact there. The second thing is going to be related to some of the tax reform that we're hearing about and whether that is going to be tax incentives that are going to be actually administered by states with maybe some influence by a Trump administration or that we see some of the services taxes that will mirror some of the manufacturing taxes that we're already hearing about. If companies do have shared services in an offshore location and those services are providing support for the U.S. company, will those have applied services tax to them, which will greatly affect obviously the financial structure cost base of that organization. And then I think the third thing that companies should be aware of are what's the reaction in their local markets that they have these offshore captives or shared service centers? And what's the reaction to the U.S. immigration laws? Are they going to be having additional tax incentives? Will there be a shift in their labor pools? There's going to be a lot of implications and companies need to make sure they don't lose sight of that. They don't take their eye off where they currently have their assets when they're solely looking at what are they trying to do within the U.S. I think those are the three big things we're hearing, at least through the Twitter feed right now, Stan, that we're keeping an eye on and getting clients prepared to deal with. Dave, on the point of taxation, which is for many people, including myself, largely a somewhat mundane topic, but I think if you look at the realities of using offshore resources, whether that's through a captive or outsourcing, taxation is a pretty big issue. In your travels with clients, are they really attuned to the importance of taxation issues? And this is something that maybe in general, given what's going on in the market, they should pay more attention to. My understanding, it's a pretty big deal, but it's often part of the deal that's not scrutinized about, for example, looking at just what are labor rates and things of that nature. It's absolutely a big deal, Stan. And one of the things that people do not understand are some of those tax incentives that are put in place when a company does establish a center in a foreign land, they are conditional upon certain time periods and certain number of resources or employees that actually a company is going to deploy there over that period of time. Simply saying, you know what, we're going to take those employees out of that foreign land and bring those jobs back into the U.S. soil, there could be substantial tax disadvantages or penalties are incurred by that company back to that foreign land. It's not as simple as I'm foregoing a little bit of tax incentives. There are reasons why that they may have selected those locations in the first place, and that needs to go into their decision-making if they're going to shift their resources from those locations or those countries. When it comes to looking at potentially bringing work back onshore, which would be what the current administration is advocating, from my experience and my work with clients, there seems a challenge of of finding the right resources to be able to perform the work that's being done offshore. If you go offshore, you have a global market from which you can pick and choose talent. Do you think it's practical that organizations could bring work back onshore within their shared services environment and find the right talent? Or are there some issues relative to the availability of the right skills and the right talent, particularly if we start to look at topics such as data and analytics and process automation, which requires some talent with some pretty specialized skills? We've had several podcasts and webinars stand on, on trends in, in the 
outsourcing space for several years now. And when we always ask our clients, what are some of the top concerns? Talent is one of them, right? And we talked about war and talent almost every year in some of our discussions around trends for shared services. There's no magic bullet here by simply saying, okay, now's the time we're going to be able to bring jobs back into the U.S. And magically, the, the war and talent issue goes away. The war and talent is a global issue. And to take a look at some of the types of jobs that we're looking to maybe shift from an offshore shared service center aren't necessarily jobs that are resources that are supplies in abundance within the U.S. So people have to be very cautious about saying, we're just going to shift work back into the U.S. without understanding what the supply market actually has for it back here. Maybe even to wrap up, what are three or four things organizations should make sure they're doing on a daily basis and recurring basis to be prepared for what's forthcoming relative to the changes in the market? There's three things that I see that companies can do immediately. First is to take a look at their global location delivery model strategy. And what I mean by that is to take a look at where's their shared service centers today around the world. What's that footprint look like? What's the resource mix they have within that? Take a look at some of the tax benefits that we were mentioning earlier earlier and how does that apply to each of their locations. And then actually look at the impacts that automation may have in each of those functions that are being performed there to see what kind of benefits they can have before they actually make any rash decision on shifting the work across different locations. That should give them a good foundation both from a financial and services quality as well as a risk profile to see what the impacts would be about moving functions around to different locations. The second thing is to really assess the opportunity to move that work back on shore. So you can run a scenario where you take a look at your offshore locations, and if you want to move them back onshore, you do need to look at that resource mix that we talked about to see if the supply is here, but also to take a look at applying some of the automation and digital labor enabling technologies to see how much of the work you can reduce before you would need to bring it back onshore, and then run the financial scenarios to see how feasible it would be. And those are exercises that any company should be going through right now in anticipation. And then the last thing, Stan, which is something that we advise everybody is to definitely stay connected to social media. It's almost daily now that we do see a new tweet or we do see a reaction to something that President Trump has said. And one of the cautions that we do advise our clients on is not necessarily to react to the proposed words or words that are in social media, but to start planning for it in case some of those words turn into legislation and start getting to the point where it could become a reality. Because if you wait that long, you'll never be able to catch up. It'll take an extremely long period of time for you to decide what your location strategy is. And if you wait until the bills are being passed on taxes or immigration laws, it may be too late for you to catch up. And those would be the three things that I think people should be immediately focused on. Those are great three things. And I think in particular with the last point, just highlight that everyone needs to be much more attuned to what's going on, the pace of the decision-making is faster. And to your point, Dave, a flippant remark online could soon become a bill. People need to be prepared for that. All right, Dave, well, thank you very much for today's session. And we'll have you back again soon to talk about a similar topic, what's the impact on offshore outsourcing. Great. Thanks for having me, Stan. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash U.S slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.